Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Here it goes again. Another Zoom invite from your corporate management team in regards to the topic of diversity and inclusion. Another webinar that participants aren't invited to participate, but simply watch senior leaders talk about their initiatives and their relentless effort to recruit a new culture director for the company. While you are listening to your executive giving their speech about what can a new culture director do. You were reminded that over the years, the company has failed to recognize your cultures at work, nor provided an environment for you to display your heritage professionally. You ask yourself, why are we hiring a culture director from outside who doesn't know anything about our company? Why can't our leaders learn about the importance of diversity and inclusion themselves? Why can't our management team represent the diversity of our workforce? Why can't I work in an environment that will embrace all of our cultures? Welcome to episode forty-eight, being embraced and included at work, an exclusive interview with Sean Backus, Executive Officer of Edic Inc. Welcome and thank you all for tuning to Life Plus a podcast. Before we start. I want to announce that we are only two episodes away from our one-year anniversary, which is also our fiftieth episode. It sure has been an adventure for the past year, as we have all come a very long way together. So, in order to celebrate together, I want to dedicate our one-year anniversary episode to all the listeners and friends of our podcast. So, please. DM me or email me at podcastlifeplusup@gmail.com to let us know which episode in the past year is your favorite and who is your favorite guest from our interviews. For one lucky winner, I will personally set up a Zoom meeting to meet and greet with you and your favorite guest for a quick Q and A session. To learn more about the event, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe and follow us on all the podcast platform that you're listening to.
to find out for more information. Now, before we begin our episode, I want to remind everyone that West Coast is still struggling with some of the worst fires in American history, and we are still in the pandemic. While many families have lost their homes after their job being impacted by the COVID, many first responders, firefighters, have been working nonstop day after day. You can help these brave men and women, along with those who have lost their homes, family, and livelihood, by visiting California Fire Foundation. The link is listed in the show description. A simple donation may not be a big deal for you, but I assure you that your support means the whole world for those people who are suffering and in need of rebuild. And if you cannot donate, please share the information with your social circle, as it will really help. Aside from the threat of wildfires, many Americans are suffering from losing their homes, disease related to air pollutions. You can step in and help our volunteers, frontline workers, and families by visiting American Red Cross and donate to provide them the essentials. Remember, every penny can make a difference in somebody else's life today. And for any listeners, if you know a nonprofit that supports the community and making a difference that you would like to give a shout out to, please email or DM me. I'll be more than happy to highlight them. So. Let us kick off our episode with some positive, inspiring news. Today, our news is brought to you by the Good News Network, written by Judy Ko. The headline is: Rallying after North Dakota farmer's heart attack, neighbors swoop in to save his 1,000-acre harvest. September is harvest time in North Dakota. Like his neighbors, farmer Lane Onjen. Was hard at it until the unthinkable happened. When Anjan's combine caught fire, he went into cardiac arrest. Anjan was airlifted to a hospital, where his condition was reported to be stable, but it was clear he wouldn't be climbing back into the driver's seat of a combine harvester anytime soon. With 1,000 acres of crops yet to be harvested, Anjan and his family were looking at taking a huge financial hit. That's when family, friends, and neighbors step in to help. After word of Anjan's predicament go out, it was all hands on deck, or in this case, all hands on combines, grind carts, and semi trucks. I talked to a couple of farmers, got their equipment, and then other people just started calling, and we had equipment offered from all over the place in the county, and their workers to go with it. Family friend Jaina. Wandi said in the interview. In all, about 60 farmers joined the effort, settling aside their own harvest to get Anjan's durum wheat and canola crops in their respective bins in a record time of seven hours. While definitely pleased by the outcome, Wandi wasn't in the least surprised that the community pulled together when one of their own was in need. Everybody knows Anjan. And they are good people," she said. "It's just kind of the farming way of life too. You help your neighbor out when they need it, and don't expect anything in return. Sowing kindness reaps its own reward. It's a fine statement, but seeing it in action, just sort of hardening harvest, we all could see a lot more of these days. So here, I like plus up. First, we wish all the best to Lang and his family, and hope for a speedy recovery. 
I also want to take the time to thank all the neighbors and farmers who participated in assisting Lane when he desperately needed. You are all inspiration to all of us through your act of kindness. Now, this episode, I have the fortune to invite one of the influential leaders of diversity and inclusion in corporate America, Sean Bacchus, the executive officer of Edic Inc., to join us for an interview. So before we jump into the segment, I would like to give some descriptions and background about Sean. Sean spent the last 23 years in banking where he held leadership role as area managers, district managers of J.P. Morgan Chase. Sean joined HSBC in 2016 as a team leader for business banking. During his three years at HSBC, Sean took the lead in creating the HSBC Caribbean Employee Resources Group and was secretary of the Manhattan Chamber's executive board. Sean was awarded the HSBC Circle of Excellence, a global recognition where he visited Paris with fellow winners across the world to celebrate this amazing honor. Sean was nominated into accredited group talent program focused on leadership progression and represented HSBC in many internal and external diversity and inclusion programs. Sean was active in ERGs such as Hispanic Committees and frequently volunteered in community outreach and philanthropy. In 2019, Sean and few like-minded colleagues launched the Executive Diversity Inclusive Council, EDIC, a New York-based nonprofit organization addressing the pressing needs for diversity, equity, and inclusion in the corporate and municipal sectors. As CEO of EDIC Inc., Sean's focus is on the development and implementation of programs to increase overall diversity, equity, and inclusion within the institution. Sean also serves on the board of trustees for the Grace Children's Foundation, an organization that fulfills Sean's value and passion through their global work for GCF's Children Resource Exchange. In his spare time, Sean enjoys grilling, supporting his football giants, Knicks, and Yankees. Sean stays busy raising his two adorable boys and enjoy going away with his family. So let's take a short break before we jump into the interview with Sean Bacchus, the Executive Officer of EDIC Inc. about diversity and inclusions. All right, Sean, how are you? Doing great, Kevin. How are you? Good. Sean, thank you for joining our podcast as our guest. It's definitely really great to reconnect with you. I haven't seen you for a long time now. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to, to hear what you're doing and um, listen to some of your successful podcasts. And um, I'm very excited to be here. No, Sean, like, uh, we're more excited to have you on, especially in this very, very challenging time for our country. So I have to do a small introduction for you, but I always believe that it will be much cooler for you to introduce yourself to our audience. So Sean, why don't you share with us some of your background and who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Sean Backus. I am um, uh, right now a CEO of Executive Diversity Inclusion Council. Prior to this, I was in banking for almost 24, 25 years. Um, working in uh, the retail space of banking. So um, starting all the way back from uh, being uh, someone on the low, low end of uh, the pole, but 
malware and worked myself up to a, an executive position in banking, um, which has uh, led me into um, leadership and um, uh, re 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 respecting and appreciating the, the value of leadership and, um, and diversity, inclusion, and equity. And that definitely is a very important topic right now, as we know that our country have never been so divided. Diversity and inclusion is really the baseline, trying to make sure that we are formulating the country that our founding father really envisioned. And Sean, with your corporate experiences and also all the dreams that you have, why don't you tell us like, how, like, what kind of primary obstacle or challenges that you have overcome so far because of the lack of diversity and inclusion in our current corporate world? Yeah, you know, I think um, one of the challenges is because um, you know, diversity and inclusion um, in some form or the other has been around for a long time. And um, we're seeing it, as you mentioned, um, to be uh, more prominent in our culture and our society today. Um, you know, the, um, the killing of George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor uh, and the, um, the, um, just the just the attention being brought to to diversity, equity, and inclusion from a um, from the sports league, on um, the sports world, I should say, um, it's it's been something that um, has taken off. Now, I would say, um, not so much of the challenges. I think because again, it's it's becoming such an important part of our culture and our society. Um, there is a lot of um, uh, a lot of learning to 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 come of it. Um, so there are different behaviors that um, are being shared amongst corporations and, and diversity officers and um, CEOs. Uh, and, and so um, there's, we're, we're right now in a learning phase, I would say, uh, a phase in which we are um, very quickly um, maturing and learning about diversity and inclusion, equity, um, you, hear, you hear the word allyship being tossed around. So there's just a lot of um, dialogue and communication that's going on. So. Um, which so much so much in the in in the um, in the beginning stage of it. And for all the listeners, I have always said that I have been in banking forever as long as I can remember. And this is where I actually met Sean. Sean and I was working in the same corporate banking for some time. And during the time I know Sean, you have always been very active in community and also very active in different part of community services, especially promoting financial literacies for kids, underprivileged kids, different minority uh, races, and everything too. So Sean, why don't you tell us some of the achievements you have done as part of the communities? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it just so happened to be a passion of mine to, to give back and to, um, uh, to, to make sure that everybody feels included, no one is left out, Everybody feels that they matter, and um, uh, and I and I believe using um, my experience in banking um, and being able to give back to my community and to others in their own community and to share has been just a joy and just a, a something that I, um, you know, you, when you when you when you, when you give and you receive. It's just so much more um, gratifying than the giving, and so I enjoy that part of it. So, 
um, um, anything that I can do in my experience, whereas whether it's financial, um, financial literacy, whether it's leadership, whether it's um, just learning about how we um, as different types of cultures can learn from each other, uh, I, um, that's my passion. Right, and that's definitely very important. I think one of the most memorable conversations that we have is one time that you asked me what I want to do in my career, and I told you that I want to make someone that can make a cultural difference, trying to change how the banking perception is, especially you have so many negative news about banking. And I asked you the same question back, and surprisingly, you told me that you want to be someone that is directing the programs for diversity inclusions. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, when did you realize that the current corporate environment that we have here in the United States without diversity inclusion will negatively impact people's lives? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, um, you know, in the, in the, in the uh, cooperation in which we work together, um, I, I was um, uh, open to um, being able to, I should say, uh, um, uh, attend multiple diversity and inclusion conferences um, and, and representing our group in the DEI space. And um, what I saw was that there was so much more of an opportunity. Um, I, I, I saw that a lot of corporations is very, corporations are very interested in the concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion. However, there were um, still a lot was lacking. For example, um, you're getting the data, that data within your cooperation or institution, and analyzing that data and seeing what are some of the things that we can do differently to um, move the needle around um, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And um, um, I, I saw that there was a huge opportunity there. I saw an opportunity where companies were still not sure in how to how to um, go about uh, um, placing diversity inclusion um, and or having difficult conversations with their employees or having employees having different com difficult conversations within within their group. So at a, at uh, my prior organization, um, I started a uh, employee resource group, and in that resource group. Um, we were able to join in with other um, resource groups such as the heritage, um, heritage African Heritage Black um, and the Latino um, uh, resource group, and, and we were able to come together and um, bring specialists and experienced folks to come and share their, um, their best practices and how we can have those difficult conversations around equity, diversity, and inclusion. And, um, and, and, and it was just such a, a big aha for me that we needed more of that in our, in our corporations. And it was just not something that um, I don't think that, it, that, it's not that they didn't want to do it, but it was more of how do we continue to have these conversations and how do we plan to, you know, to, to, um, to, place these events and so that our employees and community can take part of it. Um, and so um, it was something that um, I, I saw um, that was just an, an important piece of getting more of um, some of these, um, these, um, of these um, uh, 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 
workshops and, and, and education platforms in which we can um, have um, constructive but difficult dialogue. Absolutely. And I can tell you that even till now, I still regularly getting the invite to your resource tool that you have created. <laughs> always been very, very informative. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about the education piece. And that yeah. is definitely one of the biggest points for your organization. So tell me, what is EDIC and what is the mission for your organization? Sure, I'd love to. Um, so EDIC is Executive Diversity Inclusion Council. Um, short for Edic Inc. Um, and so um, this was started in August after my, um, uh, like I mentioned, um, multiple uh, attendance and participation in different um, uh, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion events um, and workshops. And what I realized was that um, the, um, our company was giving us this access to these different corporations. I mean, these different um, uh, platform and education, and um, a lot of it wasn't really coming back and being executed within the company. And um, I wanted to provide that to corporations and through education, as you mentioned, it was to give corporations not just a consultation of diversity, equity, inclusion, but giving them that partnership in which we would partner with them to, to educate their executives and leaders and or future leaders and um, uh, um, uh, uh, folks that are, are are coming into their 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 organizational corporation as new leaders. And so I wanted to give those um, corporations that wanted to have access, real access to the education piece around it, um, and so that we can be a partner with them to educate them. Um, um, on, on how to deliver uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion within their cooperation. And I think that is a very important point. You talk about educating the current leadership team, the current executive, because I see a lot of job posting for firms trying to go ahead and fix their problem with a short fix by hiring an outside person as the chief for diversity inclusion. But you are trying to go ahead and let EDIC train their current executive so they can go ahead and already be in the exactly. another company directly. So what are exactly. you talking more about what happened if a corporation decide to simply just hire from outside instead of taking the time to invest in their current leadership team? Right, yeah, I think um, you definitely will bring someone, hopefully with a lot of experience within this space. And again, I don't, um, there's not a lot of folks that have um, uh, had much experience in uh, equity, diversity, inclusion. There's definitely a few that's been doing this for multiple years. And so I think that bringing in someone to your organization, um, uh, definitely you're looking to fix the situation, um, but um, uh, they're also bringing their experiences and cultures and, and in, into that organization. And they also have to, um, to get um, to get uh, acclimated to that current organization, and so um, it's always a good thing to look within to see who um, who would be best and give them that training that um, that they would need to um, to to do a fantastic job with the um, the employees, uh, the executives, the CEOs, the board, 
Um, one thing I, I, I think I may have mentioned to you, Kevin, um, with Edict, the reason why we started with Executive is because we believe that it starts from the top. And when I say top, it's not just the CEO, right? Everybody, including the board, needs to buy in to the culture of diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And I think that's one of the things that you will see someone coming in from outside will have some sort of a struggle because they will now have to get to know, have a formal relationship with the CEO, but also form a relationship with the board because the board is essential. And I think a lot of folks miss that. The board is essential to any culture change within a company when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think you're absolutely right. Now, Sean, let me ask you, the place that we used to work together has so many red tapes for people to do some changes. Now, yeah. you are out there, you're the CEO of Edic. Tell me how has your life been changed ever since you launched this organization? Well, it's been, um... It's been a beautiful thing. I think what we've seen is, um, so like you said, so many, um, we're seeing a lot of webinars due to COVID and um, uh, a lot of Zoom conversations around uh, equity, diverse, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, um, and, and, and um, in our space, now we've been able to use that, um, that momentum to really get ourselves out there so that folks um, can get to learn what EDIC is about and to also um, share our views, our values, and our mission. Um, and so um, it's, been, it's been really, really good for us. Um, we've um, done some, um, some webinars and partnered with uh, some folks that are very, very focused and determined to make change and difference within our culture and to help folks with um, um, diversity and inclusion. So uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really, really good um, really fun, um, fun experience, um, um, and, and it makes me even. Um, uh, I'm so happy to, to, to have uh, had thought about this last year, and um, I'm so happy that I'm able to um, um, bring my passion to other folks. Absolutely, and I have actually attended one of the seminars. And thank you for inviting me, and that was yeah. a phenomenal meeting. That your goal, your mission of your organizations have attracted so many powerful people, especially in New York City, that in the previous meeting that I was invited to, you have the top prominent realtors, top prominent real estate lawyers, you have one of the top lawyers in the sports industry, one of the top players in the sports industry, all talking about very important topic, diversity, yeah. and how you guys can go ahead and form changes. Now, tell yeah. me, what are some best practices that you have seen so far that leaders can do right now to start incorporating diversity and inclusion into their own company culture? That's another great question, Kevin. I, I believe that um, we've got to move away from the check the box, not just doing diversity and inclusion because it is the thing now, but really believing in, um, in, in the spirit and the, why it's important for your company not to be left behind, but to get in, get into um, learning yourself as a CEO, learning your as your as a board, uh, as as um, what are some of the things that uh, will uh, drive 
diversity, equity, inclusion within your cooperations, right? In your cooperation. And, um, and, and, and some of the things is, I think one is the CEO and the executive and the board need to really talk about what that culture want, they want that culture to look like for them, right? That's the first thing. And what are some of the things that they see um, that needs to be changed from a process or from a procedural um, um, perspective on what needs to be changed for diversity, equity, inclusion to be um, effective? I think the other thing is um, whether it's promoting within or getting someone from outside who is the chief diversity officer that can come in and then you can then share what is some of the vision, what is the vision that your board, your executives has laid out prior to their coming in and what are some of the things that they can add to um, that vision. And, and, and then from there, get some of your employees um, to do roundtables and talk about you know, um, here's what we've come up with, and we'd want to um, get your feedback and your thoughts on um, some of these ideas and thoughts that we have about making a difference here within our company. Um, I think that's just the start, but it's really getting everybody on board, getting everybody, everybody, everybody on the same page, and, um, and executing with the employee, the customer, um, and of course, your um, your uh, success as a company in, in mind. Absolutely. I think that's a lot of great best practices there. And I feel like if a lot of listeners, if you want to go and dive into it, I will have the entire conversation of the best practices in our show notes listed in the description. Now, Sean, I want to ask you that, as you know, our whole thing for our podcast is to help people to achieve success in core components of life, right? Personal, financial, and career. Can you tell me, what changes have you seen from people who attended your meetings and how did it affect them on their core components of life? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from folks that uh, are, have attended our meeting because we're actually bringing, um, very similar to the meeting that you talk, you attended, we were talking about um, how diversity, equity, inclusion, is impacting the sports world, right? And um, we had some some really really talented folks on the webinar who talked about you know their um, uh, their they, what they're seeing within the sports world and how this is um, how this is changing a lot. Um, I do believe that um, the takeaway is um, we're we're so we're learning so much so fast that I think we're going to see in the long run in the future how this is going to impact everybody. But I do believe that in the end of the day, um, I think you're gonna have happier employees. I think you're gonna have more successful companies. And then you're gonna have customers that are going to enjoy working or, 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 or um, um, coming to your, whether it's your brick and mortar store or whatever it is, um, that they're purchasing from you or their um, the relationship is involved in, um, you're going to see all of that um, is going to be reflected because your employees are going to be you're going to, you're going to retain the best employees um, because you've got a culture that is um, nurture, nurture, nurturing and you've got a culture in which everybody can bring their own self to work um, and you're going to have a culture where um, the employees are going to be uh, supported from the top to the bottom. I think you're going to find, um, as we, uh, EDIC, 
um, uh, get involved with these companies, you're going to find happier employees, happier customers, and a better culture for cooperation. That's our goal. That's our aim. And I'm hoping that we see more of that as we mature as a company. And I think those are fantastic points. Like the world that you just vision is what we really try to drive for here in the United States. Now, let me ask, Sean, you have made such a big wave in such a short time for EDIC. What's the next step for EDIC? Like what's coming up that we have to be so excited about? Yeah. So I think um, what we'd like to continue to do is build on the education piece. We also want to build on the data and analysis piece and giving that information to our partner companies um, that are looking to make intentional change, not just check the box, but make intentional change within their company within their corporation um, we're looking to um, have a, a, a graduate program in which students can come in um, uh, executive leaders um, even students and um, that are going to be leaders someday come in and really learn about why the importance of equity diversity and inclusion why is that important to them as an individual but why is it important to the culture of the company um, and then I think one of the biggest things we're working on is we're working on um, the recognition piece. We want to recognize these companies. That's our third pillar, is recognize these companies for the work that they're doing. And um, not to say um, um, just because they're our, they're, they're, they've used us as a, um, as, a, as a platform to get it better, but we want to really, we believe that Recognition can be two things. It can, it can continue to booster um, the success in diversity and inclusion, but it also can hold them accountable to make sure that the things that they're learning, that they're executing on, right? And it's not, again, to check the box. We want to move away from check the box to actual culture change, um, intentional culture change within each organization. So the recognition piece is going to be where we are going to awarding and recognizing companies for the progress that they're making, the baby step progress, but also the huge step progress that they're making um, within their corporations and, um, and then continue to, to support them and recognize them. Um, and so the hope is to, the hope is to, um, to be that advocate and that, um, that partner where that they, they're able to get all the information they need, whether it's data, education, but also to give them back the, the, that recognition that they need and to continue. That's definitely a very important pillar, the recognition portion, the positive reinforcement, making sure that you bring the awareness yeah. such an important part because people follow. So that's how culture is being created. Now, Sean, yeah. definitely we can keep you here forever and talk about everything of your company doing. But let me ask you, for all the listeners out there, what is one word of advice that you have for everyone? Just one one word. word of advice, one word. Um, one word is, and the first word that comes to me is be determined. And that's one of my favorite words, it's determined, right? Determined um, for change, determined, be determined for um, the, the impact that you're going to make within, uh, whether it's in your institution or your corporation, whatever it is that you're a part of. Be determined to be to make a difference, um, and 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 I I would say that would be my favorite word to be determined to 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 execute on on the things that you want to see within your cooperation or institution. And it's a fantastic advice. Determination is what we can feel from you, Sean. And then we know 
the bright future for EDIC and what you will do to our corporate America, especially that this is a time that we really need it. So thank you so much for your time today, Sean. And then we really love the pillars. Thank you, you, Kevin. And for any listeners who want to know about EDIC and also know about Sean, his LinkedIn profile and also the company information will be listed in the show note as well too. And like I always said, if you have any questions, just email or DM me. I'll make sure that I deliver to Sean myself. All right, Sean. So before that, you have any kind of questions for me? No, I, I, I am excited to, um, to, to hear your listeners' um, thoughts and feedback and, and to, um, I'm excited for you. I, I, um, we've worked together, as you mentioned, and um, uh, I'm so proud of what you're doing here because I think, it's, I think we share the same. It's how do we help our fellow man, right? Um, no matter where our, um, uh, where our differences, our backgrounds, our cultures, uh, those are all beautiful things, but how do we come together and help each other? And um, I'm proud of what you're doing. So keep up the great work. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today, Sean. I know that you'll be a fan favorite and then they will be demanding me to grab you back very soon. All right. Take care, buddy. I hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Sean Pockets, the executive officer of EDIC. As we have stated before, this is a special time in our country that we have to start taking a notice on the importance of diversity and inclusion. And for any listeners and also friends of our podcast out there, please remember to follow us on our social media page for more information about our episode 50 specials. Remember, all you have to do is DM me or email me about what is your favorite topic that we have spoken about in the past year and who is your favorite guest. All right. I will see all of you next Wednesday at Life Plus a Podcast. Stay safe. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember... Success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.